0: with Jason McIntyre.
4: What's up party people? It's me, Jason McIntyre straight fire. Friday, July 16th. Hope everybody's excited for the weekend. I'm primed for it, ready to rock. Not as good of a sports weekend as last weekend, of course, where we had MMA, soccer, 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 NBA finals. Right now, all I'm seeing is NBA finals and folks, um I can't can I put a quick little side note in here that I'm starting to get upset about this uh, COVID Delta business, especially out here in LA County. The news hit me like a ton of bricks on Thursday. Not even kidding. My wife booked this very cool sailing excursion where this guy sailed a boat and took us around. It was fun, awesome. I go to take some photos. I start getting texts. I look at them. I'm like, I'm not going to look at texts. Fine. I look at the text. Got to wear masks in LA starting this weekend. LA County, indoors. I'm like, what the hell is this? I was, oh. So ticked off. I will read you what a friend, I think an occasional listener to the podcast. What do you expect when people are printing fake vaccination cards? <laughs> yes, someone out here in our area claims to have been approached about fake vaccination cards. So disturbing. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry to go on a non-sports rant. I know it gets political. Well, vaccination. I just don't want to have to wear a mask at the grocery store and anywhere I go. I, I think we're. I, we, I get the vaccination. I'm doing my part. Are you? Are you? Anyways, we got a great, great, great podcast today. Mirren Fader, she she wrote for Bleacher Report. Now she's at the ringer. She just wrote a book on Giannis. How about the timing of her book, huh? Comes out next month. Giannis could be an NBA champ and finals MVP next month. Oh, that could be huge. She's really smart, intelligent, spent a lot of time talking to everyone around Giannis. If you ever thought about writing a book during COVID, the good news, yes, you got all the time in the world to write. The bad news is you got to do oh, a million interviews over Zoom. But uh, Miran's really sharp, good stuff on Giannis. Um, the book comes out in, I think, the middle of August. Um, before we get to the NBA Finals, um, and I just have a quick touch on, on on Game Five. This USA Basketball news combined with. Uh, USA, Australia canceled. I don't know. Are are we sure the Olympics are even going to go off without a hitch? Like, a lot of these sports are indoor. All the outdoor sports have been fine. NBA playoffs have been fine. But the outdoor stuff is, is, is going off no issues. Bradley Beal tested positive for health and safety protocols. He's out of the Olympics. He's, what, the third or fourth best player on the team? And then Jeremy Grant was placed in protocol out of caution, I guess, because he's roommates with old buddies with him, whatever. But they think Grant's going to stick and stay with the team. So today's game against Australia is not happening. And I I, I don't know, folks. I, I'm not all of a sudden feeling confident about USA Basketball. Like, like who are they going to replace Bradley Beal with? Now, I know on the surface you will say, well, Jay, they got Middleton, d and Holiday coming. Yeah, guys, it's starting to look like the finals is going to go seven, okay? So you're going to show up on a red-eye to Tokyo to play in the Olympics? Really? I I just I don't have a great feeling about who the replacement should be. Guard's much easier to replace. You could just slide Zach Levine in. My guy, Zach Levine. Yes, I, I see your uh, tweets and DMs about how my irrational love for Zach Levine is a little misplaced. But nevertheless, um, I wonder, do you give the hard sell to Zion Williamson? Yo, know, Zion, pull up, come hang with us in Tokyo. They got they got all the food that you like in New Orleans. They got that in Tokyo. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. In the Olympic Village, can you make a play? If not for Zion, can, do, you, do you kick the tires on Anthony Davis? I mean, I doubt he's gonna do it. But do you do you ask? We know interior has been a bit of an issue. Um, uh, do you make another run at one of the Plumlee brothers? I don't know. I mean, you'd think they would have a ton of options. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm not. I'm not feeling great about USA basketball, the Olympics, none of it. Now I am feeling decent about Game Five of the finals. I will say I was hot on the finals, guys. I was rolling. First two games nailed them. Game three nailed it. I mean, I was rolling. I think in the finals gambling, I was eight and three. It was I was hot, and I did not feel good about Game Four. And I whiffed. The golden sombrero. 0 for 4. I mean, I, I I had the Suns cover until they blew it. Covering for 47 and a half minutes. I mean, what a joke. But Game 5 now is up this weekend. And I confess to feeling decent about the Suns, but not great. Um, obviously, Chris Paul will play better. DeAndre Ayton will play better. The key for me is the role players. And the role players for the Bucs. Pat Connaughton, very good in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton. I don't want to call him a role player. He's an all-star. But historically, he's played very poorly on the road in the playoffs. Now, he did have a good game in Atlanta. I mean, the Hawks, you know, they're not as good as the Suns defensively. That's for sure. And the highlight factory is no uh, Valley of the Suns or whatever they call it. I don't know what the, what the stadium is in Phoenix. But, I mean, without question, this is a huge upgrade for Chris Middleton. Like, oh, it's great. He went for 40. Can you do that on the road? Because you have an all-postseason. And I know he played well in Game 7 in Brooklyn. I'm telling you, Phoenix is a different animal. At home, Bridges or Crowder will show up and give you 15. Cam Johnson or Cam Payne will give you 10 off the bench. I just don't know who's delivering for the Bucs. Drew Holiday, 33% in the finals. Like, really? That's where we are with Drew Holiday? Um, I think without question, Monty Williams is going to say, Guys, we got outscored, outscored on the fast break. 15 nothing. in Game 4. Now, we know Milwaukee runs hot at home. They're very good at home. The Suns can't get outscored 15-0 on the fast break. Their half-court offense is not that good. It's very good, but not that good. And uh, Milwaukee forced 17 turnovers leading to 24 points. They're getting easy points. Suns are having to work hard for everything. They can't generate turnovers. Chris Paul, if he's not playing well, it's basically the Devin Booker show. You don't know if Crowder or Bridges, who's going to show up. Dario Saric is gone. If they lose on the offensive glass and they lose Game 5, the Suns, that's a wrap for the series, folks. It's a, they're not winning Game 6 in Milwaukee. They're just not. Giannis will not let them lose. I, I, if I'm a betting man, and I am, for Game 5, I'm looking at Giannis having a strong game because he's going to know on the road none of my guys are going to show up. I need to show up. I expect 35-40 to 40 from Giannis keep it close. I think the Suns win close and cover. Chris Paul has to play better. He's gone on such a downward descent. It's it's uh, really really awful. Um so excited about game 5. I do want to give a quick shout out. And you know the Summer of Soccer is definitely happening and the Summer of Soccer is awesome. In the Gold Cup, the US smoked Martinique, a tiny island in the Caribbean. I know it cuz my family well, well my dad was born on an island near Martinique and um my mom obviously had traveled to, to Martinique when uh, you know she was living in South America, and this kid Daryl Dyke from uh, the U.S. I've heard have heard his name a ton. I had I, I got a plea to plead ignorance. I'm not that familiar with his work. He was awesome. Now, I know it's Martinique. I, I get it. It's Martinique. Like how good are they? But the hype for Dyke. It's a rough last name. D.I.K.E. Twenty one year old plays for Orlando City. Um, you know, when you're eighteen, 218, it's like, oh, he's a good wide receiver for Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Daryl Dyke is, uh, really showing out in this Gold Cup. This could be his coming out party. I, I don't know if it's a little ambitious to say he could play, uh, in the World Cup. We'll see. Um, but if you want to bring a, I mean, they're bringing a really, really young club. But if you want to bring uh, a potential star, you go out and get this kid who was a beast at the, at UVA, um, you know, first round pick, high pick. I think he was top 10 in the MLS draft in 2020. And you know, this guy, what a monster in soccer, 70 goals, uh, one year in high school soccer, Gatorade state player of the year, won a state title. I mean, the guy, when you go to Virginia out of high school, especially out of Oklahoma, like you got something going on. Um, so this guy, big time, I was impressed with his games, uh, his game against Martinique. And, um, I'm hoping for big things on him. All right, guys, Uh, Before we get to the interview, real quick, I just want to say everybody have a great, phenomenal weekend. I do want to note my final Saturday radio show is tomorrow. Fox Sports Radio. Check your local listings. It'll be popping as per usual. I got some good stuff cooked up, I think. Um, That could change, of course, uh, depending on what happens in the NBA Finals. Um, And and perhaps uh, maybe the U.S. men's basketball team loses another player to COVID. Hopefully not. And... um, Without further ado, here's our interview with Mirren Fader, the author of a book about Giannis
0: Atenokumpo. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seeds. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member
3: FDIC.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
3: Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day, but let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
4: I know what sports fans want.
5: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy
1: who knows another guy.
4: All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, uh, listen, the timing could not be better for her as a guest, for her book on Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP, coming out in less than a month, Mirren Fader joining the podcast, Mirren, how are you?
6: Hi, thank you for having me, I'm good.
4: Yeah, hey, listen, Yeah. very good timing on your part, uh, <laughs> to have a Giannis book come out, and then, you know... Giannis is close to winning a title. Two as we record this two victories away from a championship. Um I first of all, timing can be difficult with books. Um but you know, t- talk me through the process. When did this start?
6: Yeah, so I submitted the proposal for the book in December 2019 and I signed the deal about March 2020. So <laughs> I essentially had from like March 2020 all the way through COVID to March 1st, 2021 and the reason why, you know, the book is coming out now is because we didn't know he was gonna stay in Milwaukee. So we thought, okay, perfect time to come out, free agency. Little did we know, Giannis was like, actually, I'm trying to win a championship. So um, <laughs> great <Jeez>. timing. <laughs> Th-
4: that, that's pretty incredible. So first of all, you, you signed the book deal right before COVID, right? Uh, December 2019, you said. And then um, so you basically, everybody's cooped up at home. Timing was perfect for you. Just wrote a book, right? <laughs> I, mean-
6: I know. I mean, if there was ever a time to get trapped in your apartment and like, yeah forced to work. It is this. But I am a little disappointed of of not being able to go to Greece. And, you know, the reporting in person is so much different than Mm -hmm. over Zoom. But, you know, it also forced me, I think, to be a better journalist. You know, you got to be more descriptive with your questions and and ask more because these people have their eyes to the ground and you're basically relying on them to paint a picture of, of Greece for you.
4: Yeah, were a lot of people reluctant to do Zoom interviews for a book? I mean, in the middle of a pandemic?
6: Well, they. I think part of them were just like, I love Giannis, so I will do this. Ah. But part of them were also like, this is cool. We're talking to an American journalist. And then I think the other, maybe they felt sorry for me. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, it definitely, I mean... I had a little bit of practice with it just because like for my long form stories, you know, I still had to produce them even though we were in COVID. So for me, it was like, okay, sucks, but this book is so important and I'm going to work my hardest. So I interviewed 221 people for this. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh.
4: Jeez. So, so, and how many of them over zoom versus, you know, the regular telephone or whatever.
6: Well, I actually flew to Milwaukee right before the world shut down, oh. um, and I interviewed um, Alex, the youngest brother, again, and Thanasis, the uh, oldest brother, and Nikos, the middle brother, right before March. So this was like late February, 2020. But other than that, everything was over Zoom or Viber or WhatsApp or
4: Oh Skype. WhatsApp, yes, yes, yes. Um, so so Love let me. Ask. Giannis is a ascending star. He wins two MVP awards, and how does he take it that you're wanting to do a book on him? I'm ass- I'm assuming he's either inundated with offers or you might've known him for through the years. How did, how did that work?
6: Yeah. Well, I don't think he cared. I think that he's <laughs> so focused on basketball, but yeah. so essentially like I, the way this started was that I wrote a story on Giannis and his youngest brother alex for bleacher report which is where i previously worked um in 2019 and that story like i got to go to their home i got to interview um their mom veronica and you know when it came out people were like wow like i haven't really seen this kind of vulnerable side of Giannis," and so i was like okay this could be a book so reached out to their team and their agents and essentially the the agents were just kind of like okay well i'm not gonna help you um But okay. So I was like, okay. So I just, you know, I just kind of did it on my own. And, um, you know, there were other ways to interview the brothers and and things like that. So the interview that I had with Giannis for the story is in the book. Um, So it basically comes out of that.
4: Ah, okay. So, you know, when I look at Giannis, I think like, boy, this is really the quintessential American dream, right? You come to this country. Uh, you don't have a lot. You had poverty in your previous country, and then you rise to the top and you become right. fabulously wealthy. Like he is the American dream, is he
6: not? He is. And I think um he's somebody that, you know, when you talk about American dream, you, you talk about work ethic. And this is somebody that has worked so, so hard. When he came to America, he didn't even know how to weightlift. Like the Buck strength coach had to teach him how to bench press. Um, So you look at like uh, the bar is trembling to this chiseled Greek God that he is now. And so it is, it is definitely the personification of the American dream and, and not just him, but his family, this idea that you want to provide better for the next generation. And his son is not going to have to grow up with the hardships that he grew up with.
4: Yeah. So the, the immigrant mindset, you know, uh, you know, my parents weren't born in America and came over here. And I do want to ask, you know, I've touched on a little bit on the podcast, uh, some on my Saturday radio show, but like being a a mixed child, it seems like this is like a big portion of the book. Giannis, of course, mixed and growing up in Greece in a lot of poverty. Uh, Can you just elaborate a little bit on on what that was like for him?
6: Yeah, it's a huge part. So being in Greece, there were basically um, around this time that he was growing up, there was this neo-Nazi group called Golden Dawn and Golden Dawn um, would murder immigrants and chase them and and really just try to terrorize them through these neighborhoods and so he was always keenly aware of being black and undocumented in this majority white country with this you know group called golden dawn that was around and intimidating people um and so even though he lived in a neighborhood that was also heavy um with other migrants from other countries he was also keenly al- aware that you know, as a black person in white spaces, even though he was born in Greece, people still just saw him Mm -hmm. as black. And so um, the, the unique thing about Greece is that they don't offer birthright citizenship if you are born there and you are a child of migrants. So technically Giannis like should have Greek citizenship as he's born there, but he doesn't. And so he's keenly aware of, um, OK, they only see me as Nigerian. They don't see me as Greek. And so he sort of has both of these two things at once. And um, he's proud of both of them. And um, and he grew up with Nigerian culture in his home. You know, his parents made him aware of, of the different languages and um, and they they had a lot of Nigerian cooking in their home. Um, it's just that he just wasn't always accepted for that.
4: Mm, yeah, that sounds – it just sounds like a rough upbringing. So he comes to the NBA and, you know, he – I think it might have been Fran Fraschilla who, you know, jokes that some of these international guys are two years away from being two years away. Right. And, you know, Giannis goes in the lottery, but this was a pretty quick turnaround, right? By, like, year three, he was like, oh, this guy's really good.
6: I know. It's really surreal. Again, like I said, did not lift before he got to Milwaukee. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, going to be the, the, the guy. I mean – You saw flashes of it. I think rookie year, he would do something impressive like a chase down block or, you know, only needs two steps to get to the basket or like oh my god look at his hustle you know he has 10 rebounds the second year you see him being a little more aggressive a little bit mean you know we remember like rookie Giannis he's adorable he loves smoothies second year he's like oh don't call me adorable like I I'm a killer and so you saw this kind of like mean streak come out and then that third year like you're referencing um he really just started to see like I can do this. Like I am a versatile player in this game. And I, I think um, Jason Kidd switching him to point guard really helped his game flourish because he realized like, if I have the ball, I'm just going downhill. Who's going to stop me when I'm at yeah. the rim.
0: All state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the Dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father. To get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on
0: demand. What's up? I'm John Wall.
5: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one on one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
0: I said, I said O.G., you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I it? Ain't it?
5: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm
4: curious, the international flavor in the NBA right now, you know, Giannis obviously two-time MVP, Jokic just won an MVP. I personally think Luka Doncic is the best player in the league. I'm curious, do you think there's any correlation as to, you know, people were talking about the dream team in 92 and they were awesome and they introduced sports uh, to, to international water or NBA to international waters. And now here we are about 30 years later and there's like international dominance at the top of the league.
6: Total dominance and growing um, it mm. is, you know, it, it, like if you look at the, there's a portion of the book where I talk about how it's, it's increased substantially year after year, the number of international all-stars. Um, and i think what's interesting though is that you look at somebody like luka um you look at all these all these guys like they actually came from top leagues that's why i think giannis is so impressive because yeah. we've seen international guys right like we've seen dirk like this is not new but to come from this hold-on division where nobody has come from a2 greek league where you know he's not even on the top team he doesn't even play in euro league i mean i hate the cliche thing in sports you know came out of nowhere
4: yeah, but yeah.
6: Genuinely, like this international path that Giannis has taken, he is like very much the first.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, basically people call him a unicorn, right? I mean, yeah. he is the definition. Like you said, I went two dribbles from the three point right. line and he's dunking or whatever. Um, I-, I am curious though, when you hear guys like James Harden criticize him and say, "Oh, he's got no skill," how do you, who's covered Giannis as close as anybody else since he's been in the league, given the feature and now the book, what do you? What's your take on that?
6: like how can you say that like i i get it like you you you're enamored with the athleticism but like it is not um it is a skill to play defense the way that he plays to time things to to know when to shift over and rotate and be there for a weak side block that is the skill like it is a skill to bring the ball up and be able to handle it at his size i mean have you seen his hands okay. <laughs> it is <laughs> Unbelievable that he does anything with it, you know, in, in full speed, full motion. So I think with Giannis, like it's also I think the no skill thing, I, I think because he doesn't fit the, the boxes of, quote, an international player because he doesn't have the jump shot. And so like that to me, it's like, of course, that is true. That is very true. But to say he has no skill, I think is to diminish all of the other things that he does, you know, particularly on the defensive end, you know, which is
4: so important. Yeah. It's weird. You, you know, the, the shooting thing, Shaq could never shoot free throws, right? Right. Uh, Obviously like humongous hands, just a a freak. Um, And now Giannis can't shoot free throws, but all I see during the finals is how is he not practicing free throws? Like I, I, you know, when it was Shaq, I don't seem to recall that people are just like, Oh, he can't shoot free throws. They gave him a pass. Do you think that's a, a little bit of an international thing because he's not an American-born player? Do you think there's something there, or am I reaching?
6: I mean, I think there could be something there for sure. I think also just the pressure of this guy was named a two-time MVP, and I think if he was not bestowed that type of mm. hype and, and honor, then they wouldn't judge him as, as fiercely. He would just be the adorable guy that's leading a small market team. Nobody would care. Um, and they would just be like, oh, okay, you need to work on that. But it, it yeah. isn't this glaring weakness. I think it's because – he is supposed to be leading this generation of new school players, and he does not have the one thing that all of those guys have.
4: I I also wonder, you know, Giannis, you were doing the book when he had to decide on the Supermax, right? And And I, you know, I personally was one of these guys. Like, what's he sticking around for? Like, they're not right. getting better. Um, but I'm. You were close. I'm just curious. Yeah. Thinking back during that time, where were you on whether or not you thought Giannis would stay?
6: You know, I was really 50-50. I, oh. I have to be honest, like, I hate when reporters, like, oh, I knew he was staying. Like, oh, I really, you know, like, it's like, you, didn't know, you know, only him and his mom knew. But I think um, I was 50-50 because, like, I know that they built a life there and I knew that his mom really loved it there. Um, and that's pretty much everything to him. Um, but also, like, he, it's not like he, you can only try your best, right? And, and he has tried and tried year after year but like yeah. did not have the supporting cast so i wouldn't have been surprised if he would have left but the part of me that also was convinced maybe he might stay was that he has never forgotten that this is a franchise that took a chance on him they drafted him without knowing his medical information that's insane oh, wow. you know because he wasn't able to come here that's right. and and do tests with the bucks so yeah. that was an enormous risk they took a chance on him they gave his parents keys to the gym. Um, they they taught Giannis how to drive. One time, Giannis's parents got stuck in a in a car off the side of the road. Their car went out. One staffer, longtime guy who has been there for twenty five years, he comes and he jump starts the car. Okay, like these are like personal things right. that matter to him. And so it's like the, when we talk about loyalty, that's loyalty. They were loyalty. They were loyal to me and my family, and I want to be loyal back. So, in the end. I could see it, but I didn't know it first.
4: That's that's pretty cool. Um, do you think he can be the face of the NBA? Is he already? Because, and I know that's kind of a tr- you know, silly topic, but LeBron's getting up there, Steph Curry's getting up there, and then there's the whole, like, could it be Zion, Luka? I mean, if Giannis gets a title to go with two MVPs, I don't see how it's not him, but then you've got clowns like, no, sorry, that was a little harsh. Then you've got guys like Stephen A. Smith saying, well, this guy, Otani, doesn't speak the language. Right. He can't be the face of the league. I- I'm just curious where you are on Giannis, who doesn't give a million interviews, right? He doesn't give a ton.
6: No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, so two things. Number one, if he wins a title, that immediately catapults him to that discussion. But if he does not get a jump shot, he's not he's not able to have that. Hmm. I just think this is a league that literally thrives on shooting. And I, I think that that is really important. But with him, what we're seeing is he doesn't need a jump shot to dominate, you know? <laughs> so, good point. Yeah, you know, personally, like, they can't stop him going downhill. I don't think he needs a jump shot. I don't think he should try to morph into a guard. I think he should just be a center and just dominate inside. And again, he could very much be the face of the league. One quote that I found in my research is, I think you'll find interesting, is um, it was from a Milwaukee Journal sentinel article and Giannis was quoted as saying you know my girlfriend my parents my brothers they tell me i can be the face of the league um but then i hear people saying you know like fans and commenters online i hear people saying he can't be the face of the league because he doesn't have the american swagger he can't be the face of the league because you know he's international and he says and i hear all these things and i think if i can't be myself i don't want to be the face of the league. So." You know, I... I Smart
4: stuff, Yannick. Wow.
6: I love that quote, and it's so powerful, and it really taps into what you were just saying about Otani and and all of this discourse. But um, people really need to broaden their perspectives because the NBA is only getting more international, and the NBA is literally setting up academies in every single country to further get that next prospect from India, that yeah. next big prospect, prospect from Australia. I mean, it's, it's here. It's
4: happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to expand. Um, I am curious, we could wrap on the kind of a journalism question slash topic. Okay. Like, you know, you would work for bleacher report and you know, I grew up in newspapers. I went to college thinking I'm, I'm going to be a writer. I want to be features. I want a columnist, all that stuff. And like, you know, you come out of college and the internet hits and then it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. newspapers have a couple years. The, like the writer who does takeouts, I love to read them, I, I, long form stuff. Anybody, you, you don't really read game stories anymore, but not a lot of people are doing features anymore. Would you say that's like a dying breed of a position? But it is a major need, right? Because these are the stories that, oh, lead to
6: books. Yes, I mean, for sure, when I said I wanted to be a features writer, everyone was like, Ugh. like I don't think that's smart. Um, and I too started in newspapers. I, I started my first 4 years at the Orange County Register. Thank oh. God, went to, you know, Bleacher Report and now The Ringer and I'm at, you know, digital only places, but at the end of the day, like storytelling still matters. Um, how that storytelling is being conveyed and where it's being conveyed is changing. But people still want to know about their favorite star. You know, when you watch Giannis, you wonder about his backstory. You wonder how he got so determined or, you know, you see them, you know, showing him and his brother, Thanassus and you want to know more about that bond or maybe you see another player in the tunnel and you're just like, God, I'm so curious, like how he got to where he is. And so I think there will never stop being a hunger for stories. I just wish more publication realized that you cannot really get to know a person, an athlete, through a quick little clip. Sometimes yeah, you I, need a deeper dive.
4: That's a great point because, you know, like a lot of the American guys, we saw them in college. We've seen them in high school. Uh, Devin Booker's dating a celebrity. So everybody like kind of knows Devin Booker. Right. Like, what is he about? I, I mean, I don't really know much about Jokic at all. He's got a couple brothers. They're big, burly guys. Um, Luka Doncic, all I know is like he was a teenage sensation in Europe. Like, I don't know the essence right. of these guys. And that's why I think these stories are so important. Like, your book on Giannis, your story. Like, I don't I, – it's funny. I was watching the game, game four with some friends, and nobody really knows anything about Giannis. It's like, that's he's saying. the green freak. That's it.
6: I, you know what? And I have, I have been requesting features on those two players you just mentioned for oh. over a year. And I'm just sitting here. Like, you know how much more endearing they could be to people. If they knew your struggles, if they knew your family, if they knew your pain, if they knew that moment, you almost quit. Like, don't you see that that's important too? Like it, I, it is.
4: I, I wonder if some of it, like you said, Giannis's agent is like, Oh, we're not going to help, but yeah, do, go ahead. Care. Do the book. Well, is that, you know, the international player saying, I don't care about that stuff. I want to work on the craft. Is that maybe? I, I...
6: That is a great point. It could be, but I've also, it's hit or miss with a lot of players. Like, you know, Brandon Ingram's agent, totally down. Like, of course. Yes, yeah. You know, and like, but yeah. another guy is like, nah, like, whatever. It just, you know, it really just depends. And uh, I think the sad part is a lot of these handlers don't ask the athlete because when you, you know, you go into a mm. locker room, they're cool. They're like cool. Ask me. Anything. They're open to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're open. They're just like, what do you want to know? You know. Um. But it, it, there's so many cooks in the kitchen now. There's so much money at stake, and there's yeah. so much branding that like it's it's a very tough space. Yeah. But I do. But I do think if if there are journalists listening, listening, don't think well. There's no room for me. Like if you want to yeah. tell real stories, like you should pursue it because they do matter.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, probably some of it is these this massaging that the agents and the managers. One wrong quote, and then you're getting canceled. That's it. You know, so they want to pick, hand pick the writers. Like, how if you could just take us back real quick when you did the big Giannis story for Bleacher? I guess he Mm -hmm. wasn't a massive star, so it was a little easier.
6: Well, you know what? It is the strangest thing. So I did not even know I was going to get Giannis. I thought I was just gonna profile Alex and then I go to Alex's home and like I'm assuming he lives with Giannis but I'm like thinking like Giannis is gonna be out doing like superstar like things (laughs) and I'm like in the kitchen and Giannis is like cutting fruit and I'm like I'm just like oh my god it's Giannis you know what I mean like I just got lucky so but if I would have gone and asked the agent hey can I get Giannis for five Mm. minutes he would have said no so Mm. I think it's just like again like if you approach people with decency and you just say hey I would just like five minutes of your time to ask about blah like chances are they don't have a problem with it it's Mm. just all this like infrastructure but yeah that's that's what I mean by like how I got into this was so organic and the story actually ended up revealing more about Giannis than Alex because yeah. it was about Giannis as nurturer Giannis as father Giannis as brother and so I was like oh okay, that's a winner yeah I want to learn more you know Yeah
4: That's awesome well congratulations on everything Thank the book you. is Giannis The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP Miran Fader obviously at the Ringer how's how's life working at the Ringer
6: It's good you know yeah, I'm the first yeah, for the first time in my life, my my coworkers are in the same city as me and COVID is like, uh, I don't want you to meet them. So <laughs> I'm just like, hopefully soon. Yeah. But, well, yeah.
4: the other thing is like you're doing a lot of NBA features, but now, you know, it, it's almost like the NBA is like, hey, this Zoom interview thing is kind of working for us, you know. Uh, I, know. I, I mean, it doesn't work for the journalists at all. I know. Um, do you think things will open up next year uh, regarding NBA interviews and locker rooms? And I don't know what the NFL policy is coming up.
6: I think that. I think for NBA, I think it's unfortunately going to be a lot more exclusive, and I worry that that leads to like further gatekeeping. Yeah. Um, and they're going to probably say like, "Oh, you guys can go," and it's like you know the big guys, and it's 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 going to be harder for that like person from like starting yeah. out to, to get in there. But I do know that like, uh, luckily we have some organizations, you know, the Pro Basketball Writers Organization, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No access is important," and um, so, yeah, and just I'm It's hopeful.
4: weird. You know, in Hollywood, the actors always give huge profiles right, right. before a movie. Like right. I'm surprised some of the big – like when was the last time you read a big profile where LeBron actually spoke? But I guess LeBron yeah. is at the level where he's like, why do I need to give an interview? I'll just go on my show or I'll go on my Instagram live or whatever, and uh, I'll control the message. You know, that yes. ugh, I'm sounding a little frustrated, but – that's kind of why I started to pivot out of, you know, features writing back in the day. It's just you can see the trend lines are not great, unfortunately.
6: It's not great. But when you do get the story and oh. you do get the connection, it's so wonderful. And the way that I look at it now is I don't want to profile somebody that doesn't want to be profiled. So if they don't want to, for whatever reason, that is okay. There's always another story.
4: Yeah, definitely. All right, Mirren Fader, great stuff. Congratulations on the book and all your success. And uh, have a fun summer.
6: Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off.